You're listening to the Faculty Podcast. In this episode, Anthony Warrant discusses the range of outcomes reported in kidney transplantation trials. We are required to dampen down the immune response in order to prevent rejection. And if you generally dampen down the immune response, it will make you a greater risk of infection and cancer. So it's a double-edged sword. The only thing you're really interested in is the length of life of the transplant and the length of life of the patient. And fortunately, um, most people live, most transplants live for many years and most patients live for many years. And so it's not feasible to do a trial that uses either of those parameters as the endpoint because it would just take decades to get an answer. So you try and find a surrogate for those. And of course, there isn't unanimity in what the best surrogate is. Should it be creatinine at one year? Should it be rejection rate? Should it be biopsy-based? So that's why there's a variety of different endpoints. Over recent years, um, a very powerful new trial approach has been to pool a number of different studies and therefore have the power increased because you've got many, many more patients being analysed. Now, clearly there's an extent to which no two trials are the same, and so there's a compromise with respect to consistency. But you increase the power enormously and therefore are able to answer questions that you weren't previously able to do. And so having something like the Cochrane database or some sort of way of pulling things together for meta-analyses has really allowed us to address questions that are really very, very relevant to patients. Um, and so uh, it's a major advance and something that's really only been very commonly in use for the past 15 years. So it's very easy to be a bit depressed by the fact that we still have infections in our transplant patients and indeed some patients die of it. Um, and also that, that no, there's no guarantee to last, last forever. But I think we have to put that into perspective that, for example, in the, the 1980s, one-year survival of a graft was 50%. Now it's probably about 90 92%. So we've moved enormously over the course of the past 30 years. Um, and while there's more to be done, I feel very positive about how much we've improved not just the life expectancy of our patients, but also the quality of their life. Um, we still so, so mustn't be complacent. There's more we can do. We need to understand issues like chronic rejection, how best to get on top of antibody-mediated rejection, which still remains a, a significant problem in which interventions are very, very limited and relatively ineffective. And we need to get on top of the problem of, of recurrent infections that, that is a problem for our patients. But nonetheless, one has to see it in context that we've made enormous strides over the course of the past few decades um, and transplantation remains an absolutely fantastic treatment for an individual with end-stage kidney disease. And to be able to get them off dialysis and transplant them is, as I say, not only to prolong their life expectancy, but it significantly improves the quality of their life.